It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is nearly game day. The Dolphins getting ready to travel to Arrowhead in what should be a fascinating AFC wildcard matchup as the Dolphins look to secure their first postseason win in quite some time. We're going to talk about that here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked on Network. Today's Friday, January 12th, 2024. The Dolphins will be playing Kansas City uh tomorrow night and it is a fascinating matchup if you are in the midwest just know today's episode of locked on dolphins is brought to you by game time you can download the game time app create account use code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase on last minute tickets with lowest prices guaranteed now final thoughts going into this game and i thought about doing like the whole grand scale State of the Union for the Dolphins with the injuries and adversity is opportunity, as Mike McDaniel likes to say. Eh, no, I'm good. We're going to talk about uh, some updates to storylines going into the game, and then I'll give you my final thoughts at the end. We don't need to do the whole soapbox for the whole show. Um, <laughs> kickoff tomorrow around 8 o'clock. It's uh, scheduled currently in Kansas City to be negative 1 degrees outside. Uh, with 13 mile per hour winds, 3% chance of precipitation throughout the entirety of the game. So precipitation will not be a major issue. The wind will also be fairly mild. Uh, West-northwest winds the entire time scheduled for about 10 to 12 miles per hour. But that will take what is negative 1 degrees at kickoff and what becomes negative 4 degrees by 11 p.m., and that takes the uh, the real field temperature, according to weather.com, to negative 19, negative 20, negative 21, negative 22. It's going to be cold. And uh, I, I know Chris yesterday on Locked On Chief seemed to think this was a massive, massive advantage for Kansas City. And, and I don't know that I necessarily agree. Because this is not just, oh, you're playing in the cold. Nobody plays in this. This, to me, is an ultimate equalizer for this game. Because both teams, I promise you, are going to be as cold as cold can humanly get. This game, to me, with these conditions, is a little bit less about the X's and the O's, and it is a little bit more about mental fortitude and toughness and focus and execution and attention to detail and want. And, you know, maybe that's the Dolphins fan in me aspiring to have a pathway to victory that we can tangibly feel. Maybe it is. I don't think so, but maybe it is. This is the potential to be one of the coldest games. It will be one of the coldest games in NFL history. 
what a neat opportunity to go out and, and prove disprove the narratives around this team. They can't play in cold weather. They can't beat good teams. You can't win on the road. All of it potentially culminating in a game that has the ultimate of equalizers, which is historically cold temperatures. But I don't care if you're out there in, in Missouri right now or not. It's going to be cold. You are going to be cold. You have to pay attention to the smallest of details in an environment like this because all of the routine stuff is no longer routine. Catching the ball, throwing the ball, handing the ball off, tackling. Who wants to put their body in front of another human being and deliver blows for four hours? That's going to tell you who's going to win. And maybe it will be Kansas City, maybe it will be Miami. But for me, ultimately, I, I look at and reflect on the conditions that this game is going to be played in and think it, it makes it more about the intangibles and immeasurables than anything else. And we'll see how the game breaks. Now, if you are planning on going to the game, please hear my cry. Don't get liquored up ahead of time and be out there without a shirt on. <laughs> please be safe. Uh, this, these are hazardous conditions. And I think it says quite a bit about the people who are there who are used to the cold, right? Pull up pull up game time. And I'll tell you more about game time in, again in just a minute. But pull up the game time app and look at the tickets that are available for this game. Look at the pricing of a playoff game for the defending Super Bowl champions in their stadium, in this environment. People that live there don't want to go out with this. So I don't care how Kansas City's been out there this week. They're not going to want to be out there just as much as the Dolphins. Who wants to win a playoff game more? Who's hungrier? Who's more focused? And the collective hive focus, not just individual players. You could hop on right now and buy a ticket to this game for less than 100 bucks comfortably. And there are hundreds of seats in just about every section that are available for sale, resale. Uh, $43 is the cheapest ticket right now on game time. The all-in prices, and this is, not, this is not me telling you, you know what, I'll pull it up. Why not? I'll pull it up. So if you're watching on YouTube, just know this is what the availability for this game looks like for a ticket's perspective. You tell me. People want to be here? The question is, do the Dolphins want to be there? And we'll find out soon enough, right? But it is... Uh, a fascinating extra layer to all of these struggles Miami has had in the postseason over the last 23 years. Mike McDaniel talked about it. We'll talk a little bit about that in final thoughts. He was asked about what it would mean to end that streak. I'd like to think this team will be up for this challenge, but we will find out tomorrow night. Now, we have a little bit more clarity on who's going to play and who's not. We'll talk about that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. 
As we mentioned, though, uh, if you are spontaneously thinking of going to Arrowhead, there's plenty of tickets that are available. Uh, Game Time has you covered. They're the ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they're obsessed with finding ways to save you money on your tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just a few taps on your phone. They have flash deals and sponsor deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more, many of which are indoor venues, but not Arrowhead. So if you're thinking of going to the game, again, I do plead you, dress in layers, please be safe if you go to this game. Uh, you can take the guesswork out of buying your tickets. However, with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The final injury report is out for this contest, and so, too, is Xavier Howard. Uh, Howard, the only player uh, available uh, on the 53-man roster who has been ruled out ahead of the game. Mike McDaniel kind of disclosed everybody was going to be uh, game-time decisions. Otherwise, there are four players that are questionable, and they're four very meaningful players for the Dolphins. Deshaun Elliott with a calf, Javon Holland with his knee injuries, Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddell. Miami had two of these four last week against Buffalo, being Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland, although Javon Holland played approximately 33% of the snaps. And at one stage said he took himself out of the game because he was not able to move the way that he wanted to. Uh, with the knee sprains, he said he had two MCL sprains a few weeks back that he is fighting back from. Uh, the concern for both of the safeties, Elliott and Holland, is they were both non-participants all week in practice. Now that does not, they're still questionable. They're going to be true game time decisions. That does not mean they are definitively going to be out. And on a short week where Miami plays on Sunday night, and then you have to get ready to play again on Saturday night, Mike McDaniel did allude to earlier in the week that they were going to be making some changes with practice to try to, uh, invigorate Javon Holland a little bit more uh, and allow him to be the version of himself that he's capable of being when he's out on the field. As far as Deshaun Elliott, uh, he toughed through a calf injury that he suffered in pregame warmups against Buffalo and played that game. And I thought was pretty good. I would expect he finds a way to go, but when you're in the postseason like this and it's winner go home, if you are fringe, I think it's a little bit more acceptable and accepted that you cannot participate all week in practice as long as your body gets to the point on game day where you're ready to go. Mostert and Waddle were limited participants all week in practice. Seems like they were pretty close to the vest as well. I know there weren't some warm and fuzzies about their situations, but Mike McDaniel had kind of teased and alluded to being um, optimistic about both of those guys at the beginning of the week. So time will tell. 
again, this may be the same thing that's going on with these two safeties in Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland, where they just don't want to stress him anymore, but they feel like they're at a point where they can get up for one peak performance in the week, which would be game day. You don't want to get them back up and rev their engines for practice and then have to deal with multiple days of soreness afterwards. So uh, players that have been, that are on the injury report, but have been, uh, have no game status, which means they're good to go, include Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey, Devon Achan, Teron Armstead, Lee Mike Bird. A lot of heavy hitters, right? Uh, I think if Miami is able to get a majority of the four questionables, you feel like it's a nice boost. If they go over four, I mean, it, it's a perfect embodiment of what the season's been thus far, and, and you would certainly not expect anything different because of what this season has been on the injury front for the Dolphins. Uh, from Kansas City's side of things, they have one player ruled out and two players who are questionable. Uh, Wanya Morris, the offensive tackle who had taken over for Donovan Smith, he's out with a concussion. So that is definitively decided. Um, Donovan Smith will step back in at left tackle. He's uh, had was a limited participant early in the week with a neck injury. He has no game status, so he will play and be the left tackle for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Uh, two wide receivers are questionable. Justin Ross with a hamstring and Kadarius Toney with a hip and ankle injury. Now, they were both limited participants on Wednesday and Thursday, questionable for the game. I frankly would take uh, all of the skill players out that you can get if you're the Dolphins getting ready to play the Chiefs. It's because you really want to exhaust uh, their need to go deep into the well if you're successfully able to take away the two primary options in the passing game, which we've talked about earlier this week. Between Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, there's so much of their passing game volume that runs through those two players that if you're missing complementary players, it, it really compounds and, and, and uh, further complicates your, your challenges in finding winners elsewhere on the field, which ironically enough is exactly the kind of thing that bit the Dolphins down the stretch against Buffalo. I specifically reflect on two targets that Tua Tungvaloa had uh, to Cedric Wilson. One was on second and 15, I believe, or it was first and 15. After the Toronto Arps had fall start early in the fourth quarter, they took a play-action shot go ball to Cedric Wilson down the near sideline. and. It was a perfect ball, but he could not separate against Christian Benford. So then you come back and, and you're uh, the next possession. You have a uh, cross, an intermediate crossing route with Cedric Wilson uh, matched up against a different corner, Dane Jackson. And two threw the ball perfectly. It was early, but Cedric Wilson created no separation on the play. And the pass is batted down and it's incomplete. And, and it puts Miami in a position on third down where they then have to punt the ball down the touchdown. If you can get the shoe on the other foot in this game, I think it is a nice boost. Um, I think there's going to be some appetite for passing the ball. I think it's primarily a run game for both teams, but nevertheless, uh, you're going to have to find completions. And for Miami, uh, I think to his accuracy, touch, the catchable ball that he's so renowned for throwing with, there are things that can work in your advantage if you have guys who can create separation. So that's why I think Mostert's availability and Waddle's availability are still big deals. And why conversely, if Ross and Tony are out for this game, uh, it's a feather in your cap for the matchups. We are going to give our final thoughts 
on this game. However, there is uh, a lot of layers to getting ready to play this football game. We will talk about them next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins ahead of the Dolphins wildcard clash with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities in life, but if we could just talk about preparing for real life for just a moment, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, which is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones having a supply chain issue that kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, amongst others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your first order. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So the Dolphins um, obviously have the, the monkey on their back that they're trying to get rid of here as it pertains to um, the postseason successes and failures of this team. Uh, Miami last played in the wild card round last year. They lost to the Bills by three points. They played mo most recently before that against the Pittsburgh Steelers as a 10-6 and six wild card and went on the road and lost 30 to 12. That was, of course, the uh, uh, Matt Moore performance where he got lit up in that game uh, when Ryan Tannehill goes down late in the year with an injury. More recently, after that, was the 2008 27 to 9 loss at home to the Baltimore Ravens. That, of course, was the Wildcat season. And most recently, before that, was 2001 when the Dolphins lost to dot, 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 the Baltimore Ravens at home by a score of 20 to three, which takes you back, of course, to 2000, which is when the Dolphins last won a playoff game. They beat the Indianapolis Colts in the wild card round by a score of 23 to 17. In overtime, this was the Lamar Smith uh, super game that he played where, where Lamar Smith rushes the ball uh, for a billion times, AK 40 for 209 yards and two touchdowns 
uh, Miami in overtime and a fourth quarter comeback needed as well. Uh, the Dolphins fell behind by a touchdown with four minutes and 55 seconds on a 50-yard Mike Vanderjack field goal. And with 34 seconds left, Jed Weaver caught a game-tying touchdown from Jay Fiedler. Dolphins go to overtime and they win. That's um, That's how long it's been. And I've got the emails this week about who, what was number one on the charts the last time the Dolphins won a playoff game, right? We're also exhausted about hearing about it. But I would say one thing that's, that's been front of my mind this week is I'm thinking about this opportunity to play in this playoff game is the sins of Dave Wanstatt are not Mike McDaniel's problem. And I know that we are all super impatient and super eager for this playoff wind route to be snapped. Uh, you certainly reflect on this season and the way that it transpired and the collapse against Tennessee um, really being the difference between you being in this position to play the game that you have to play or being the two seed going into week 18 and having that clinched and presumably not playing your starters and still losing to Buffalo. And Buffalo losing the, or winning the game and being the sixth seed and having to be in this game and you being at home playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the difference this season. And that's a really hard pill to swallow, especially with the added attention to playoff success because of the drought that this organization has had. And we'll see if they're able to rise to the opportunity. And if they're not, a lot of Dolphins fans, myself included, are going to reflect back on this season. And I think as time goes, they'll be very fond of what hurdles were cleared throughout the course of this season, but it will still absolutely leave a bitter taste in our mouths. If the dolphins are not able for atone for their own mistakes and not win this football game, Mike McDaniel was asked about it and he was asked about what it would mean to him to win a playoff game and end the drought. And I, th I thought his, um, response was right on the nose. Win on Saturday would be the franchise's first in postseason in 23 years. What would breaking that drought mean to you? This question was asked by, I believe it was uh, former Locked On Dolphins host Travis Wingfield. Mike McDaniel said this. I'll, I'll read you what he said. I've been saying a quarter century just because it's more impactful, but I've been saying, but I've been saying means that I've been saying it a lot, which means it means a lot. It was one of the first things I talked about my first day on the job because you had to understand what the passions that your fan base, the experiences they've had, what they what they're harboring, and then what it would feel like to bring people that joy for rooting for a team for so long, then not being able to experience at least one postseason win. That's rough. Myself and the whole organization want to deliver on ending that and doing right by those years of passion. I also think it's really cool to achieve. So I've been leaning on that both seasons I've been here. We've talked about it in my first team meeting this week when we're beginning this prep because that is an obstacle. But generally, obstacles have. There's a huge pot of gold, so to speak. And then there are obstacles. There's a saying that I just came up with right now. Adversity is opportunity. Everybody laughs because Mike McDaniel said it 10,000 times in the last two weeks. But here's why. Because it's like, wow, how great would it feel to be able to be the team that ends that drought for a fan base that is steadfast and hungry? We have a lot of love for our fans, so it's a big deal that you don't chase directly. You know it's there, but if you worry about constantly your technique, fundamentals, and execution of your job, that's something that is a reward waiting for a job well done. Indeed it is. 
and whether or not the Dolphins, this Dolphins team, with the injuries that they've incurred, and in this environment, although you would like to think crowd noise will not be the factor that it may typically be, uh, just because of the magnitude of tickets that are listed on ticketing apps like Game Time uh, that are available for purchase. You've got it all out in front of you. I'm eager to see what they do. I'd like to think this team can rise to the challenge. But it's going to take their best game all season. We'll see what they got. I'm Kyle Krabs. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I will be here in the aftermath of tomorrow night's game to break down everything that happens and get us ready for whatever is coming next. Fins up. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.